welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I practice in Eastern Massachusetts. Most of my work is additions and renovations to existing homes. And this podcast is meant to take some of the stress out of home renovations for people who might not have gone through it before and are planning a home renovation. I interview other architects and contractors, vendors, experts about their tips and experiences, and also homeowners themselves who have learned something from their home renovation and want to share it with us. This episode is a story of Jenny and her California ranch in Massachusetts. So tell me about your house. Okay, so we bought a house 25 years ago, and it was from 1969. It's a California, everyone, there were never any comps for it when we talk about that in any way in the town. Like it was always just a California ranch, but in New England, that's not a very common thing. So yeah, it's one story and it's an L shape. And so we really loved the house, but we had never really done anything to it. And the kitchen had been redone, I think by the owner. So built in 69, but I think in the eighties, they redid it. The thing about it is I was totally used to it and I was perfectly happy with it. And I had no thoughts of changing it. My husband, I'm not sure why I wanted to change it. We um, wanted to update it. There were little things I didn't like in the house. Like there was a bathroom, we have a TV room off the kitchen and the guest bathroom was right in the TV room, which was just, if you had a party or anything, like it was just awkward, especially for guests, like to just go in the bathroom, which is literally like a cutout of the of the of that room. So one of my goals was to just separate a bathroom. I wanted a bathroom there that people could use, mm-hmm. not have to go upstairs, but or not, I say upstairs, it's four, three or four steps, but um, but it is it's not, it's a, you know, on one level. But um, so that was a goal I had. So we had we hired an architect to change the bathroom configuration. We had a stairway that went straight down into the garage, straight down. Like no one ever fell. But I, I, I mean, it's amazing because we had one year old. You know, we moved in. One of our kids was one. It just was like a really sh- stark staircase straight down. So we wanted to make, widen it and make it nice and have it was linoleum floor and it was metal. It was just awful. So so that was the kind of thing we wanted to change. So the kitchen had a it had a wall, and it was separated from a very big dining room and a very big a very big living room. And the architect said, "Let's take out the wall." So we did do that. I think it's good, but it's I, I don't know. Like I'm not sure how I feel about walls. You know, like sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to separate. Yeah. So anyway, so we started to design it, and the day that I was um, cleaning out, a friend said to me. I'll help you clean out and, you know, pack up your kitchen. And I said, I don't need help. And then she's like, no, 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 I'm coming. So as we were sitting there packing up the kitchen, she said, well, what are you doing? What's the kitchen going to be? And I said, oh, I don't know. And then she's like, well, like, what's it going to be? And I said, well, I don't know. They've decided, they have decided like, you know, my husband and the architect were like, had planned. I I don't know. Like I, I wasn't really taking control, but I really didn't. I was not, she said, she says to me, you don't sound very excited at all about what's happening. Why are you doing this? If you're not excited about this. And it was an epiphany. Okay. That's a good, like that I should be excited. And then she said to me, I'm taking you to a store. I want you to see what could be done here in this house. Cause she had just done her kitchen. I don't like to shop or anything, but she convinced me with her passion for what this was so weird that I wasn't even happy about what was happening. She took me to this store and we walked into the store and on the floor were these two panels, a red panel and a blue panel from the, this Canadian brand of cabinet that looked like car finish. It was like a mm. car finish on it, very 
No, I, well, I saw your photos. Yeah, that does look like a car finish. Yeah. Well, I saw that it is a car finish. So I saw that on the floor and I was like, oh my God. And then I met the people um, at Kitchen Interiors, um, Richard and Rob Kane, and we started talking and they said to me, so it wasn't about the layout in terms of like where it should be in the house. That was needed, you know, to check, like the architect had done that. But I think she had had an idea of what she wanted. And, and when I would be talking about what I wanted, she really had an idea of what she as a designer was going to do. So I think one issue to think about, maybe we could discuss is like, where does the arc, like the architect would have a vision. And if it was, if someone just said, give me your vision and that's what I want. But given that I wasn't really excited about it, I feel like there was a problem. Like, what do you, mm. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you don't really want to mention that because I'm an architect, but it doesn't hurt my feelings. No, it totally is an issue where sometimes architects say, like, I'm the designer here, so I know what should happen. Right. And honestly, yeah, I I don't think there's always a clear line, but I usually tell my clients, like, you're, I'm not living here. You're going to live here. So it should be something you can be excited about. That wasn't happening because I – oh, so when I was going into the kitchen, the one thing I did want was I wanted my – sink my I had a win you know they always I always thought like it's good to have a window at your sink so you can look outside right um but what I realized was when you're doing if you're looking out the window and everyone else is in the kitchen even in the kitchen like part of the reason of this great room was I could be doing kitchen stuff people could be in the kitchen and being part of the room but if you're looking out the window that's not going to help so what I said I really really wanted was a sink we could leave the one in the window because it was already there so there's no big deal in adding that and I said, I really want one facing the room on the island. And then I can mostly use that one. And so that was something I really wanted. And I also wanted spread out kitchen, really spread out. Because we like to have a lot of parties. And we often had Thanksgiving would be like 30 or 20 to 40 people for Thanksgiving. And so, and we'd often have office parties for my husband. And I'd always offer my house for any event, like fundraiser for things. So once we were going to do it, I thought, well, that would be great to be able to host. So the, the design I wanted was for a big event, even if it was caterers or anything. So, so I wanted everything spread out and, and that wasn't, that's not like standard, I think. So what do you, no, what do you mean by spread out? I mean, so there was a lot of room and there was the fridge and there was two sinks and two dishwashers and it was a big stove. And then I wanted the oven far away, like on the opposite end of it, so that there, because we were always bumping into each other in the old kitchen, the way it was arranged. So I really wanted it so no one would ever be bothered. Like if, if you could be getting out a turkey at Thanksgiving and you could say, you get, you know, if there was a little kid, you're getting a drink. Like you're not going to be like, no, 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 move out of the way. I have the big turkey. So they could get the <laughs> drinks. Because it would happen. That's like what would happen. There'd be so many people. Right. In the kitchen for some reason. Everyone has to go over there. So I wanted it far, far away. So that is not like a standard. That was something I really wanted. Yeah. If it's something that bothers you, like having the turkey, the whole turkey prep area be in the more common getting a drink area, and that's something that bothers you. Yeah. I mean, planning for that is great. So that was one of my goals. So anyway, so I go to kitchen interiors and the house, as I said, is from 1969. So, and if I had at an old house, I would have a different design aesthetic but for that house you know I love diners I love googie architecture um so this house that's why the car design like I was like oh we could do anything here mm. and, this, and I love color I try not I almost have no white walls in any house or any wall anywhere um I don't like white walls although 
whatever. I don't. So anyway, so the, so the for me to have cabinets of bright, bright colors was pretty standard, actually. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so what what I was able to do with them was to work on their computer software and design it in the colors and the way that I wanted to do. This it. is at the kitchen place. The kitchen place. So the designer, so the architect had done the other part, and I think it was. I think if I had, I didn't hire the architect. My husband had met, heard of her from so. So I think if I had said to her initially. I do have an, I don't have, I don't care about the rest of it, but I do have a, I do think I have a vision for this kitchen. And since I've been in this house for 20 years, I really know what I don't like in my current kitchen and what I want in my new kitchen. So I'm not blaming her. Like if we had, were, I, you know, he just had found her, but like, I, I think it would have been better if I had been the one because it was, had the kitchen. Right. And I really cared. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's great that your friend happened to come over to help you unload the cabinets. I can't even believe it. And the crazy thing is we really were not that good friends at the time because she was, we were just working on something together and she heard about it and she loved kitchens and she loved that. So I'm really grateful to her because it isn't that she was, I mean, I'm not saying anything wrong to say like, it wasn't like it's my best friend saying, I'll come over and help you. This was like, just let me help you. I want to help you. I'd love to. So she fixed the whole problem. Like I have what I want have because of that. And I do think there's a lot of things like that we can talk about later where these random comments or random friends can really affect Mm -hmm. what happens in your design, even once it's designed, because there's a lot of little details that you might think about over time. So anyway, I loved working with Rob and a lot. So he kept trying to not make me, buy. these were pretty expensive cabinets. And he was always saying, are you sure you want this? And you just walked in here and you see these two colors, like not even looking at other colors. And he'd say like, you know, these are much more reasonable and these are what everyone does. And one day we were going, we had designed the kitchen in a different cabinet, a regular cabinet, mm-hmm. you know, regular, you know, these aren't regular. And, and then I'm just sitting at his de- at the desk, like across from him. And I glance over cause they still have the red and the blue sitting there. And I just said, no, I can't do this other thing. I have to do this. I have to do it. He laughed. Like we had a great, you know, relationship. And he was just like, okay, I'm just trying. I was just trying to, you know, save you some money. But okay, you know, so but he also knew that it was a very, very bold kitchen. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't, you know, any professional, I'm sure, would be like, Are you sure you want to do this? Because you're really making it for you and it's not for so and someone else might really might not like it. And given that it was a brand new kitchen someone were looking at the house, they really might not want to spend that money if it wasn't going to be what they like. Right. I said, oh, I'm not selling. Don't worry. I'm not selling. Then a few years later, we did actually put it up on the market. But then when COVID came, we had put it up the weekend. We changed. We were spending time in New York and we were just having, um, just not spending that much time there. So we did put it on the market, but it was only on for a week. And then COVID hit and we came back and spent the entire year and a half there. And I was so grateful that we didn't sell it and that I just love the kitchen even more because as we all know, you know, we spent a lot more time in the kitchen in these last few years, in this last year and a half than he had ever done before. Right. So I'm really in love with the house now. Like I, I liked it before, but I never expected to be, you know, forced to be there all the time and have that be my world. So I'm very grateful that we, the timing worked out and nobody bid on it that first week. Did anybody have any feedback on the kitchen and when it was on the market for that week? I don't know that. I don't know. Like, I don't think anyone came in and said this. I just love it. And I have to have this kitchen. Mm. So I like it, but I think a lot of people might not. And they might not like all the colored walls, but that's a lot easier to say. I want white walls. I'll just repaint. 
walls. Right. Um, the kitchen, you know, they're very, very good cabinets and all that. So it would, someone have to be, you know, with big pockets to say, I'm going to buy this house and, and I'm going to redo this five-year-old kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. The photos that you sent me, were those renderings or were those actually photos oh. of the space? All of them were real photos of the space? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they look like they were renderings. It's like, wow. it has that kind of quality to it. No, they're real. It looks like a cartoon. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, cartoon, but yeah, it doesn't look like, um, it has this kind of surreal quality to it. That's pretty cool. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that's, so the funny thing is when people come in the house, it's a regular house and the living room is the same as it was. It always, by the way, the living room has, what is that, vaulted ceilings where it's like, so they're 12 foot ceilings in the living room. And it always had a, like, even when people would walk in to see that, it was always sort of amazing. But now as they turn, I know every single, whether they like it or not, like whether they want it, mm-hmm. everyone walks in through the living room, takes the left and sees, and they're always like, oh my God, like they don't expect <laughs> this thing. But I think what you're saying is true. It does look surreal. Like it doesn't look real. Like the furniture that I got from um, ABC Carpet in New York City is also kind of space age. Mm-hmm. It's all really comfortable, but it looks, it's very simple. Yeah. You know, it's great colors again also. And we were buying it. The house wasn't finished. We we're in New York. We we're just looking and we just, but I knew, I just thought this is what I want for this. So it's pretty sparse. When you wanted to do this whole kitchen shift, yeah. was he okay with that or yes. was that an easy transition? Yes. Because I was so annoyed about the whole thing. Mm. <laughs> it was going up to that minute. Okay. Um, so I really was. Yeah. So, so he knew was, you knew that you weren't very happy, but you just didn't hadn't until your friend came over hadn't really yeah. done anything until about it. Until she the other place. So I think maybe what I needed was someone. It could have been an architect. It could have been a kitchen designer who was more willing to work with me. That's all it was. Yeah. Um, so the design of the rest of the areas were fine and good. It's just the finishes, I guess you would say, but finishes and also where the appliances were being put. So, so pretty much everything about the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it could have done it through through an architect. It's just didn't happen that way. Didn't happen. But it, obviously we could have done that. But I don't, yeah, it just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So do you have uh any advice for other people going going through this kind of thing? Well, I think actually that it is a long process because I didn't know, like I knew I wasn't into doing it, but I really did, didn't want to spend all my time looking at kitchens and figuring it out. So my friend did help me by just sending me to a place that was a good fit for me. But I do think it takes a lot of time. And I think it doesn't make sense to rush it. So for example, I just have a, we have a house in Vermont and the year that we bought it, so it was this unwinterized cabin. And again, my, I was like, that's fine. And my husband's like, no, that's where you do the house. So we got a contractor that everyone like friends knew and we were all set with him. And he said, I'll do it in the winter. I'll We'll, here's a design and we'll do it and I'll build it for you this winter. You'll be ready next summer. But it turned out that that didn't happen. So we lived in the house the next summer. And by living in the house, we saw many, many things that we needed to, that we changed that for, were very much for the better. Whereas we hadn't lived in the house, you know, we had just bought it the first year. So we didn't know. So one example is there was an old kitchen and because it was an old kitchen, we were just going to have that be the kitchen where we do it as a kitchen. But as we lived there and we were going to put a porch on some other side of the house, we suddenly had an epiphany where we said, wait a second, if we move the kitchen over here, 
then we can just live on that porch, eat on that porch. We don't have to walk through the whole house. I mean, it seems not that hard to think of, but it was the walking through the house to get to the porch from, you know, the way things were that made us realize that. And then the wind that winter, we went on vacation in St. Thomas and there was, we were at, there was a very, very big porch um, at the, at the hotel room. And as we were all the five, three kids and the family, you know, we were all on the porch. We thought, wait, look at this porch. This is pretty big. Like what's the size here? We measured it. And we realized that the porch we had designed was much too small. We have, there's a porch on the first floor and then a porch on the second floor. And we probably doubled the size of the porches by having stayed, you know, we have seen big porches before this, but because we were in the process of building, sitting on a porch that was a lot bigger than the one we were planning made us think, wait, that is, that other one's way too small. And that's a change that I'm so happy. The kitchen being moved and the porch being bigger mm. is, and, oh, and another thing was, so the, so the old kitchen had two, had a door to the hallway and the door to the living room. And we were just going to leave both doors as doors. And a friend came over to see the, our new house. And she said, wait, why are you leaving this open? It didn't even have a door. It was just a, like an archway. And she said, why are you leaving this open? If you leave this open, you can't use this as a guest room. Because it had its own bathroom. Because it was all connected. And immediately I thought, oh my God, that's so right. So we closed that up. And that's the guest room. And it's on the opposite side of the house. And she just casually said that and no one had thought of that. And maybe we would have, but maybe we wouldn't have because they might've thought, well, that's the TV room. There's the goes from the flow, you know, and even yeah. if you just TV there, you'd rather have a door than everyone, you know, you're making the noise go out into the whole house. So I'm really grateful to her for stopping by and having that design comment. Yeah. So, and you wouldn't have made those changes if, if that if the contractor just been able to do it that first winter right so she right everyone was seeing it in between the whole year and I've, so I do okay so back to the other kitchen I mean well in that case I had lived in the house for 20 years so there were things I didn't like right but so the funny thing is when we were doing it see I just wasn't needing to do it so we had a wood panel tv room and that like from the 60s 70s and so she said okay so we're going to take off the paddling and we'll you know, paint the walls. And I just was like, wait, why are we doing that? It's fine. <laughs> like, I just didn't even know about like updating. Like I didn't need to do anything. I mean, that was fine to do, but I didn't know about that. I wasn't the greatest client maybe because I really wasn't, I wasn't because I wasn't trying to make a change. Yeah. It's it wasn't like, your idea. It sounds like it was your husband's idea. It was his idea and I was fine with it all. But again, I was glad to move the bathroom. That's been a good change. And of course I do like the kitchen now. So yeah. But it's a long process. That's I think it took a while to do it and then build it. And then I think yeah. we started the process. I think they started redoing the kitchen when I was still hadn't finished the, picking the cabinets. Mm. Like working with it. I think they, they were definitely already in the house and torn down things and moved things around. Because we just still had that open space. We knew what we were going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes um, people want to... They buy a new house and they want to finish it right away and move in when it's all finished. And right. they often have a an apartment and they have to move out in three months or something very unrealistic like that. Yeah. And they um, so, yeah, that is kind of a problem because they're forced to make these decisions really quickly. And yeah. like you say, without really knowing the house very well or knowing how the seasons are in the house. So maybe I would say for advice to people. Well, we didn't have a kitchen for six months. We had a like a toaster oven in our front hallway 
And I guess <laughs> they the fridge. I guess they left the fridge where somewhere so we could walk over to where the fridge was. They'd move that around in the process. It was a big sub-zero, so they weren't going to like put it somewhere. So it just got moved around to the living room and all that. Um, so it wasn't great to be there. So that's not, that's a negative, mm. but it is good even just to be talking to them because sometimes you're just talking and they're, when we did the stairs, there was going to be a mud room at the top of the steps. And then somehow we just said, maybe this should be like a pantry and we could, because we don't really have a place to even put a mop or a broom or, you know, some extra, like, because, you know, so that was, so we did change that with, with um, Fred Gutierrez, the contractor. Mm. So, um, so we, there are changes, like just from being there, like if you just, you know, so be, what I mean is living there and having this, you know, not much food or anything and good place to be meant that you were there also to discuss these things yeah. and even doing it and saying, you know, maybe we don't need a mudroom really. You know, the kids are grown up. We can just put our, we, there's still area in the hallway for the bathroom, but that it might be more useful to have a thing that had a door also that closed. It wasn't going to, because I do like doors very much. So. <laughs> Yeah, even, I though like I, doors. even though it doesn't look like I like doors when you go from the living room to the dining area to the kitchen and there's no door. The other thing, so the reason we liked it when we walked by, we'd walked by there, it's in our neighborhood. We had rented for five years, actually we rented. And we were just walking by when they, one day and there was an open house and we thought, oh, I want to see what that house looks like. And it looks very small from the front. And then when you turn left on that L, there's actually five bedrooms down there. Mm. So it's very long and big. They had done an addition. It had been a three-bedroom house and they added two at the end. So it's a super long hallway. It's not that great looking really. It's too long. Like it looks like a hotel or something. It really and it's very narrow hallway. You could actually you can reach both sides of it with your hands. Like you can't even spread your hands. You just touch it. Mm. So my kids used to like climb up, you know, see if they could like somehow climb up with their feet and you know, but that's how little it is. So there's things about it that aren't that fancy in a way it's just like a long long hallway from the dorm or something mm-hmm. certainly fine and it's a lot of space so oh the other thing was so that that vaulted ceiling in the living room dining room we never we let our kid it had um shag carpet like from the 70s also when we moved in i think it had been replaced because it was good and clean then but um the kids used to put roughhouse there they could play football you know nerf football with the high ceiling mm. we didn't have any knickknacks we had nothing there was um everything was solid like we had three leather couches and a t- table that we'd gotten from my parents who'd gotten it when they had a house in Ridgefield that was just like they got it from someone who's moving so everything was as simple as simple could be and it was great because three sons you know playing in the room like it was crazy people would walk in and be like oh my god you're just you know they play soccer like it was very very fun um yeah. <laughs> there was silk wallpaper on the walls mm. but um, was like two or three, he just one to two, or he would like ca- casually like pull the silk from each, you know, like from various areas on the wallpaper. So that had to be painted again, taken off. But um, so well, it was, it was so a rough you- room. And now, so that was another reason I think to change it because it was, they had like broken the chandelier, but the chandelier that had been there was like from a, a green one from, from like a, over a pool table that they had left, you know, that the people had left in there. So yeah. we really did nothing the entire 20 years that we lived there wow we enjoyed it we didn't fix anything and when we moved in there was a tv you know the screens that come down and a projection tv from the 70s mm-hmm. so there was that so it had some fun features but they were kind of dated at the time yeah yeah so but they, they're so dated that they're pretty fascinating they to look at yeah, yeah. Oh, and we had the biggest tv for a while because now everyone has a big tv but the projection tv and the screen would was in the ceiling and would come down 
So the people that have built it, you know, like to also to have parties. The house is built for parties. Hmm. And fun. So I'm going to have some of the pictures in um, in the episode enhancement so people can see what this looks like and what it used to look like. Um, one other thing I want to tell you about two problems that we did. Okay. So what I didn't realize about this kitchen when I got, um, you know, everything that we did was how loud it would be. Mm. And if I had known, like, it's fine when we're there alone. It is not fine if we have the 100 person party or even the 40 person party or even 20, I think. Um, it's just so echoey. Mm. And I don't know what could be done about that. But if I had, I, I don't know, but I mean, maybe something in the seal, like sound mitigation in the ceiling or in the walls. I don't know. Have you spoken to any acoustical engineer or anything about it? I did once, and I think they did say there was something in the ceiling, but like it's all brand new ceilings and lighting in, in the ceiling. So I was hesitant. Maybe I just won't invite 40 people over. <laughs> That's what you could do. <laughs> well, I could do. It's totally fine when we're there, we don't alone and with a small number of people. Yeah. It's just that with people, everybody talking, it just gets to be a really loud space. Yeah, it's terrible. Like it's awful. Mm. Like it's unpleasant. It hurts you. Oh dear. So I don't know. And again, because, so we have wood floors, but you couldn't have, I would have liked something softer, but because it's all one room, if I had had a door there or a wall there still, I would have put in marmoleum or something for yeah. that. But I don't think I needed that when I have the cabinets that I have. So I'm not sure what I should have had there. Mm. What goes with my cabinets, but it's just what we have going through. I don't know. But anyway, so it's wood floors. There's no, it's just nothing to absorb. Are there any rugs or anything? No, because no. Well, not in the kitchen. I mean, I have a little thing by the sink. But we don't have rugs, but there's the part where we are in the kitchen is where it's... It used to be quieter when we had the full wall-to-wall -wall carpeting, which isn't hip anymore. Mm -hmm. You had that in the kitchen? No, no, no. Oh, we had okay. linoleum in the kitchen. Hmm. We never, So we had linoleum, we had a wall, and then we had a wall-to-wall -wall carpeting. Oh, I see what you're saying. So then you took the wall down and then it all has to be the same. Pretty right. Much. And also we never had a problem. Like it was not a problem. The rug did it. So I could get a big rug, but it's such a big space. And I don't think I would get the kind of rug that we had because I actually think that the wall to wall carpeting with the shag, mm -hmm. you know, it's like an inch. It wasn't like shag. I mean, but it was, what do you call that? Like, it's just thicker than like a, a flat rug. Right. That you would get now. So anyway, that, that was fine. Then. So I had no idea that was a problem coming. Okay. Well, that's good to think about. People often don't think about how uncomfortable that can be. All the countertops and we got a glass table for the banquette. Mm. There probably was something we could have done maybe. And I, I did speak to it. I think in the ceiling when we were building, I don't even know. It's wow. such a large space. That's the thing. Yeah. That it, and there's nothing to temper it. You mean like when you combine the rooms, it's such a big space, you mean? Sure. Yeah. You saw the picture. Yeah. I mean, it's much bigger than most spaces in a house. Mm. because there's no doors, no walls. Yeah. Well, you know, I love walls. So that's another reason to love walls. Yeah. And then was there another problem that you... Uh, house in Vermont, we had had a problem with our dryer vent in, in the other house. So it, it was it had gone underneath and it went turned and then it went a little, like 15 feet underneath and then it turned up and then left the house. So it was one day I opened the dryer and there was smoke in there. Oh. But when I tried to get it fixed, they're like, no, this is too many turns and it's too long. So they did something, they actually went up through the ceiling because it's a one-story house. So they did that, which up through the roof, I mean to say, which maybe isn't good either, but easier to get to, whatever. And one less turn. Um, so here in Vermont, I was like, okay, let's get the shortest. I want a really, really short dryer vent. 
So we put the dryer, the dryer room like in a great spot and we have like a four inch dryer vent because it just goes right out of the wall. But guess what? I for- didn't notice that it was right next to the beautiful porch off the kitchen that I mentioned. Oh. That we love and that we are on every day. <laughs> so basically you can't run the dryer when it's breakfast, lunch or dinner or people are sitting there chatting. Oh, so no. so that, important. I mean, it goes like the vent is inside of the porch or it's just next to it? next to it and everything but it's a screened in porch so it's just so you really yeah so I guess I'm only thinking about that not that that's everyone's issue but sometimes when you think you thought of a great solution Mm. you really didn't and I don't know where I would have put the room so maybe I don't know what they could maybe they could have gone up through the ceiling there too and I could just get clean which I was trying to avoid having to do by having it be four inches yeah wow well there's no way to be perfect. That's what I'm only saying. Because you think you've figured out the great thing. That's true. That is true. Trying to be perfect is just going to lead to frustration, for sure. Yes. Oh, and one other thing I wanted to tell you. So it's a very weird thing because we lived in the house for 20 years and then we fixed it. And then we changed the whole, we didn't change the footprint, but we changed the layout of the kitchen and the bathroom and the dining room and the entry. But I still, like there was a big closet in the TV room that we had tons of toys and a lot of other things that's not there anymore. But in my mind's eye, even today I was thinking about, you know, just things. And I was picturing a book and I was picturing it on the shelf in the old TV room Mm. and not moving, but by changing it, maybe if I had moved, I still would picture it in the old house, but it's like this weird hybrid of a new and an old house. Mm. I feel like we moved but we didn't move and certain rooms are exactly the same, you know, especially the bedrooms, though we changed some, but not changed them. We painted them and got rid of posters from the kids. But um, so it's just a very weird pentimento of like, is it new or old? In my mind, it's still the old house. Obviously I'm used to the new in real life, but I'll often picture like, oh, I have to go get that. And I'll picture the old closet or I'll picture just a bookshelf in that old room. That's not there anymore. So I think someone on one of your podcasts, the one, the woman that was talking about um, the emotional issues of change of like redoing a house. Yeah. That's what I think of it listening to her because that emotional feeling of like, it's, there's still old houses somewhere, but it's not there, but I'm in the house. So it's. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little disconcerting. It's true. The lost house. Like my house I grew up in, I think about, or I would especially think about when we first moved from there, you know, so many years ago. But it's not like I'm in it and it's different. So that's the change here. When you redo your house and you really redo it, you have like a double vision in your mind of the house. Yeah, it's true. Well, you have all these memories of the old house. So in your mind, that still exists, but it doesn't actually exist. I know, but you're still there. Yeah, that's weird. I have kind of like the opposite or maybe the inverse of that where I, when I'm working on a design for somebody and I go to their house to to meet with them in my mind is already done. It's already the new way. So I'll go around the corner, like thinking I'm going to go up the stairs there, but then the stairs aren't there yet. You know, that sort of thing. So yes, because I spend a lot of time drawing it and I'm in it while I'm designing it, you know, so it's kind of a, um, our minds are interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing it the other backwards, the other way. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're seeing kind of like the ghost of it. And then I'm seeing like the future of it. You know, what's funny also, the, I think that the weird mis- thing where I really wanted to, I didn't know that I wanted to help design it and the colors and everything. But like during that time, I was getting very into photography and doing that. So I think that it turned out that I really had that in me that I wanted to create an art project there. Mm. That is not what most people want to do. 
And I've been, when we did have some parties in years, a few years ago, people would say like, oh, I love their kitchen. Like who designed, who you know, chose this design? And I'd say, well, I worked with someone, but I did it. And then they'd say like, oh, and like the wall color is so perfect. And with everything, like who, who you know, helped you with that? Who was the designer? And I said, well, I did. And then they're like, but the furniture, like how did you figure out what to get? And I'm like, no, I, I figured that out. And like, I get the feeling that most people don't want to do that or they might want to do it a little. But I, for some reason, it's so, I just wanted to, I just wanted to start, once I got into it, I was like, I want to create this space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like it was pretty clear to you what you wanted when you saw those, yeah. that, that kind of was driving the whole project in a way. And so, yeah, the furnishings that I saw, I, that's why I thought it was a rendering because it's so, um, it goes so <laughs> well with it, you know? It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of people don't have the time to, or the desire to make the all the decisions they need to make on their own you know and it turned out I think that I really cared what like once I got started but again my friend if she hadn't done that I would have had some other design it would have been nice because it would have been good you know it would have been a nice clean new kitchen but I mean I love that sink facing in and with the count like with the island and everyone sitting there you know while I'm doing the dishes so that it's, it's just like really easy and yes they could do the dishes but I don't mind doing the dishes I just don't like sitting in a corner doing them right no that makes total sense to do it but be part of the conversation and yeah like, and you have two dishwashers too I so do. that means a lot of emptying of the dishwashers I only use one most of the time well, that's true I'll tell you another secret though I also have two silverware drawers because my husband could not stand it if you're ever in his way, no matter where you are. So one of the things was like you happened, and it happens all the time that everyone does this. Like you just pull something, pull something out, and then you're like I'm just going to stand here and eat that brownie or whatever. Right. So then you buy the silverware. So I just bought like three times the amount of silverware you need, same set, and just put it in two different drawers. But that way you never are like I can't get a fork. I have to. Move. Would you move? Yeah. So. It's it's very luxurious. That to me, that's like the biggest luxury is having the two silverware. That is, so we're not yeah, it's a good idea because I do find that with like especially when you're setting the table for dinner and there's somebody standing there making a salad or something in front of the drawer <laughs> and then you have to keep asking them to move and yeah, it gets a little. And I guess if you didn't for that, someone could just have like a have them on a counter or just have them in a container or something. But I do think that it makes the kitchen work a lot better if there's just not one spot because yeah, it just is well. I mean, that's that is a great example of how you customized it to your life, you know? So it, it makes your life easier. See, I mean, it's not like hard. I mean, it's space, but it's still like that that would be helpful. Just to have the extra forks, spoons, <laughs> and So I don't tend to use the second one, but at a party, I really do. There's a picture I had um, of there was one day at Thanksgiving. The reason I needed to or would like to have had two dishwashers was we had Thanksgiving for 40 people. And the dishes were like popping out of the sink all along the counter. And I took a picture of this and my friends in, a, you know, I put it up behind me and they're like, is that a stock photo of dirty dishes? And I'm like, Oh, that's my house after Thanksgiving when I had one dishwasher. Mm. So that's why I wanted to just because it's a big luxury. I'm not saying it isn't, but like that means that you can throw the pots in and just get things moving Yeah, in a way that. So, well, that's great. I wonder if you had had your old, you know, you had just gone with the original idea for yeah. the kitchen, 
whether you would have actually sold the house or wanted to stay in New York because you didn't really, you weren't really into the kitchen so much. And then because, well, the other thing was I really wanted that sink where it was moved over at, or two sinks too. Um, Cause we left the old one, as I said, yeah, I, that's a good point. Like maybe we would have said, let's just stay in New York and, or just sell it. Yeah. yeah. We would have kept it on. So who knows, maybe that changed your whole life. It might've, because I was hesitant to sell it. It seemed so crazy that we had done all that to make it perfect for me. Yeah. And, and yeah, so eventually we'll sell it, but for now we're not. My, my main takeaway from what you have to say is that you should really think about how you want to live in your space and then, yeah. and then kind of prioritize. I think people should prioritize what would make a difference to them and their way of living and not care what other people might do or, or want. So I believe that there's someone who would walk into that house and love it. And it might, some people, I think it would just be too much for them. They would just say it's pretty, but I would be embarrassed to have this kitchen or something like that. But I do believe there'd be a person that would come into that kitchen, which is a great kitchen for, you know, the way it works and everything. And would just walk in and be like, like, I'm not worried that nobody would ever like it because people are interested in it when they see it. Yeah. And it is fun to have something that old and that different. Right. You know, I like that. Well, at this point, you're but not leaving like anyway, it. so. No, but I mean, I like it because it works for me, but it, maybe it's my personality, but I kind of like that. It, it really shows my personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when I saw the photos, I was, I was like, whoa, that's a, that's a bold kitchen. But if you look at my pictures, there's a lot of color in those too. Like yeah. I just love color. There's, yeah. I just always have like bright colors. Yeah. So it really is, really does show how I feel about color. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love it. People don't usually, people don't usually do that you know, really go for what they like. They, I think they go try to be a little, they're kind of afraid to be, be that bold, but I love it. Thank so good you. job. Thank you, Jenny, for coming on and talking about your house, uh, your houses. I, I really appreciate your time and thanks to you for listening. You are going to have to check out the episode enhancements for, for this project. Cause you have to see the photos. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of kitchens, and this one was a, actually was a, a surprise. I've never seen one like it. So, and maybe I don't get around that much, but I, I actually kind of do. So anyway, check it out. Check out the episode enhancements and you can get those in two ways. Number one, you could sign up for my newsletter and you know, why not sign up for my newsletter? Anyway, the link's in the, in the show notes and you'll get the episode enhancements just delivered right to your inbox every Wednesday morning. And you can also just go to TalkingHomeRenovations.com where I have those and other episode enhancements for past episodes as well as transcripts and other information. So go check that out. And of course, if you have any episode ideas or if you have any comments for me, you can email me at TheHouseMaven at TalkingHomeRenovations.com Uh, You can visit me on Facebook at Talking Home Renovations and send me a message there. Also on Instagram, same, Talking Home Renovations. TikTok, I am the house maven, and I think I might start posting some videos there again, taking a bit of a break on that. Well, the big news this week is that I am co-hosting a clubhouse room on Monday nights starting August 23rd, 6 p.m. Eastern. So by the time this comes out, I will have already had a couple of rooms probably. 
Anyways, with Mona Ying Reeves of Kickstart House. And so we're going to be co-moderating a room on renovation. So come on there to Clubhouse. And yeah, check it out. We can just chat there on Clubhouse. If you're in Massachusetts, I could help you out with any kind of design questions you might have on my Ask an Architect Design Helpline. So if you need some help, send me an email. Also, if you felt so inclined to leave a rating and a review, that would really be helpful. I guess that helps. Well, you know, you know, I'm kind of unclear on what exactly it helps, but apparently it, it does help me with my uh, the engagement and that sort of thing. You could also subscribe, of course, and maybe you could tell your friends about it. And, you know, because the whole reason I make this is to help people. So the more people who who listen to it and get something out of it, I mean, the better, right? Also, this podcast is a member of Gable Media, which is the most engaged AEC multimedia network on the planet. Check out the podcast and video channels that are a part of that network at gablemedia.com. And that's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A dot com. And that's about it for this week. This is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects, where we believe architects are for everyone. So until next time, take care. Take care.